0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, would you give that to the Lord of Lords here today? Come on, can you praise him in the midst of your your grief here today? We may have some disappointments along along the road, but he still hasn't failed. Come on, you may be crying now, but there's a day where he'll wipe every tear. He's going to wipe every sorrow. Come on, somebody. He's going to take the grief out of your spirit. When I see the Lamb of God, he's going to heal every pain. He's going to heal every disappointment. He's gonna do it here today, before you leave here today. But just remember, we have the victory here today. Come on, if you believe that, I wish somebody give God a worthy praise here this morning. Come on, if you believe we have the final word here today. It don't matter what sickness or what may come. some worship this morning. Praise the Lord. You may return to your seats here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel a unique touch of the Lord's hand here today. I even feel my pastor this morning. And I'm thankful for of God in my life and His family. to all the ministry here today, Elder Milik. You have been such an encourager over these years. When I came here in 2012, and uh, just want to let you know that that little note you gave me a few months ago, uh, it moved me. move me. If we could turn our attention to Exodus chapter 15, 15 and verse 22, give honor to this church this morning, amen, honor to my wife, my daughter, they have to put up with me. They have to endure the cross of (laughs) Geo. And uh, I appreciate them so much. Man, I am without my girls. Um, Amen. Exodus chapter uh, 15 and verse 22, it says, And so Moses uh, brought Israel from the Red Sea. And they went into the wilderness of Shur. Everybody say, Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And When they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. People murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree, which he had cast into the waters and the waters were made sweet. There he made a statue in ordinance and there he proved them if we could jump to verse 26 the end of that verse says for I am the Lord that healeth thee and they came to Elam where 12 wells of water 3 scorn and 10 palm trees they encamped there by the waters. I wanna um, preach with you here today. Um, I'm not gonna be long, um, but I, my, my hope and my direction of prayer is to minister today. And uh, I wanna preach to you about an oasis in the desert, an oasis in the desert. Could you lay your Bibles down and let's pray together one more time that the Lord may move in this house. God, I'm thankful to be in church today. And I pray, Lord, that you would loose my tongue, God, to speak what is you want me to speak. And God, that you would move upon families, you would move upon needs and situations here today. God, whatever it may be, you know of it. And God, I pray that you would heal us today. Heal us of all infirmity. Heal us of all emotional distress. God, heal us of everything that needs to be healed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. A wilderness. Some of us are going to go in a wilderness next week with no meat. Come on, somebody. You better get that steak and chicken in now. Get a ribeye today, something. But um, we we see here that that prior to this this portion of scripture, we see that it was a lot of shouting and there was a lot of dancing and a lot of sing, singing, rightfully so. Um, the 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 title of Moses's song, if I can label it, was "The Horse and His Rider Hath He Thrown Into the Sea." This was a period of time that was. I, I, I should say it should not be overlooked because you have to figure this these people were in bondage for four hundred something years and all they knew were shackles and chains. All they knew was brick and mortar. All they knew was, was just shame and defeat. And the moment that the Lord had delivered them from the Egyptians, and the moment that God brought them through the Red Sea, and they, they saw for finally, for once, their adversary drowned in those waters, there was a, a moment, there was a small window in time. It was overwhelming. It was uh, undeniable. It, it, It was something that maybe happened for the first time for a lot of them. But it was an excitement that they had been delivered. It was something that was new, but at the same time, they had a difficulty of expressing their emotions towards God. And God used Miriam and used the, the sister of Aaron to take all those women, thousands of women, and take them. And they, they took the timbrel, and they, and they began to dance, and they began to shout unto the Lord. And they began to chant that the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Can you remember here today, the first time you begin to feel the presence of God? Can we all go back down memory lane and remember uh, the moment that God had delivered you from that addiction, when the Lord has set you free from that vice, when the Lord had taken his hands and grabbed you out of the muck and mire of sin and bondage and put you on the right path to live for him? It was, it was a moment that was new and unexpected, but it was undeniable. And let me pause here and tell you that why would you believe in a God that you can't experience here today? Why would you go to church and pay your tithes and be faithful and go to Bible study and witness and pray and fast if you can't get nothing out of the Lord that you save? I want to serve notice here today. We do not serve a God that collects dust on a mantle as a statue. We don't serve a God that's in a history book. But my God is live and well, and he's able to do it all. Hallelujah. This was the experience they were feeling, and it's, uh, let me, let me, I just feel to do this, we, we should never be ashamed the way we praise and worship. Yeah. Come on, if you would have knew my yesterday. Come on, when no one knew Gio and who he was, and as a fifteen-year-old, and the way the things I struggle with, and how the devil had his grip on me—if you'd only understand what the Lord has brought me through. Come on, we are set by the blood of Jesus. Come on, we have His name. We have the victory and anchor church i come to remind you don't be ashamed for what god has brought you from and what he's taking you to you shouldn't be ashamed to cry a tear here and there you should be ashamed to leap for joy or run the aisle because it wasn't the egyptians that set you free it wasn't satan that set you free it was jesus christ that set you free hallelujah Moses, a, a stuttering prophet, stuttering man of God, uh, being led by God, was led to bring them into this wilderness of sure, You know, for me, how simple I think sometimes, I'm thinking of a wilderness, I think of trees, a swamp, I'm thinking of uh, uh, mucky water, I'm thinking of a, a hot and humid environment uh, where there's all kinds of... Uh, Marsh and things of that sort. That's how my mind thinks but in all reality the wilderness of Shur was a desert It was a place alongside the northwest um, the northwest run of the Red Sea and uh, a desert is a vast area of land that receives less than 10 inches of rainfall a year It is so low in humidity that uh, the evaporating of the moisture in the air and on the ground uh, at all-time and perpetual basis um, accelerates and evaporates uh, perpetually. Uh, The earth is actually filled with uh, one-third of its, its landscape. Is of desert lands and this was the desert that these people were brought into you see there was a stark contrast one moment they're praising God for the deliverance of bondage but the next moment God is leading them into a desert one moment, they're, 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 they're thanking the Lord that they, they don't have to look over the shoulder anymore. They're, 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 they don't have to deal with these addictions or, or these doubts or these shames anymore. But the next moment, they wake up and God is saying, it's time to go into the desert. Can I remind you here today that every believer that is called by God will suffer some things. Can I remind you here today that we cannot ignore uh, the part of the Bible where He is leading us into dry places. It was the Spirit of God that led Jesus after His baptism into the wilderness. You see, when Jesus was straightway, came out of the water, meaning he was fully submerged in the water, and he fully came up, he looked to the sky and see the Spirit of God descending like a dove and as of lightning. Let me remind you that this power in the Spirit of God, this power in the Holy Ghost, it's as gentle as a dove, but it's as quick and powerful as lightning. Come on, somebody, we can't ignore the fire of the Holy Ghost that God gave us when he said, I am well pleased with you. If you want to please God, you got to do what God said to do. And this was Jesus. Jesus was simply fulfilling all righteousness. He was being our example unto followers that believe in him. And when he came out of this baptism, the Bible says in Matthew 4, 1, it says that the Spirit of God led him to the wilderness. Everybody say the wilderness. He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was afterward a hunger. And the Bible says, and when the tempter came to him, the tempter, that old lion, that, that, that old devil came unto him and he asked him, If thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Let me, let me uh, have a little pit stop in this message here today and tell you that, that Satan is uh, not intimidated by us. If he, if he was not intimidated, if he was not scared to approach God, what makes you think you're excused? You see, I come to reveal something here today, that, that Satan is a coward, amen? And I'll tell you why he's a coward, because he always pries on prey that is when it's at its lowest and at its weakest. You see, when the Spirit of God began to draw him in the wilderness, he took him to a dry place, took him to a place where he was grinded to nothing, where his flesh couldn't speak for himself. He could not hold his head up. He he couldn't speak for himself. uh, But when Satan came in, uh, he tried to take those claws around Christ uh, and convince him to commit idolatry, to convince him to fall and to be in the grip of sin. First Peter says your adversary the devil is like a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Let's break this down here today. Your adversary is roaring. He has nothing else more than the gift of his pipes, and all he can do is roar. He, if I could say it this way, he's an old ugly lion with no teeth, and you must understand here today that you have more power in your fingertips than he has in his roar come on somebody that's why if he can't take your health he can't take your finances he can't take your family he's gonna attack your mind but you gotta stand on the word of god like jesus said i may be weak and i may be in dry places uh, but man shall live off of every word that comes out of the mouth of the lord Woo! Come on, if you believe that, clap your hands right now. He's walking, he's walking, he's he's seeking whom he may devour. Lions, their hunting technique is sometimes when they hunt on prey, they they go together and join in forces and angle in on every type of angle on a large animal. But most, most times when a lion, he will seek behind, he will... He will sit behind the bushes he will he will he'll be below the plane where no one can see and he's waiting for the perfect time for a herd to come by just hopefully believing that there's a young calf just hoping that there's some uh, uh, discouraged saint or some weary person because God has put them in a wilderness uh, let me tell you here today by experience the devil doesn't care if you're on vacation he does not care if if it's the holidays he does not take breaks he is relentless he is persistent and you better believe just because you're wounded that he's not going to come after you you better be ready because he's ready to prowl he's ready to pounce but I come from news here today when Paul said when I am weak his strength is made perfect when you are a candidate of weakness you are a candidate of power you are a candidate of power and glory and demonstration Jesus. Jesus knew, Jesus had shown us in the wilderness that we have to depend on the Word of God. Saint of God here today, mom and dad, young adult and every young person, when you're weary from the wiles of Satan, when you're weary from the attacks of the enemy, when you're fretting that night because you begin to hear that war coming from the bedroom, you begin to hear that roar coming from the job, you begin to hear that war when you try to make a step Christ, I come to remind you when you're too weak to speak, when you're too weak to pray, you just stand on that word and you shall not be moved. All you need to do is stand on the promises of God and you'll see the promises of God. All you need to do is stand on the healing of God and you'll see the healing of God. It's the word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God. It shall remain, it shall stay, it's the ultimate authority it's, it's it's how we know God, it's how we overcome by the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. Let me remind you, if you get your face in that book, uh, you're on your way to victory. When you indulge yourself in this book, you're on to way for prayers to be answered. The moment we stop standing on the word of God is the moment we start losing. The moment we stop trusting the word of God is the moment we start failing. I come I'm to remind you that there's nothing, no authority in the cosmos, no authority in hell greater than the Word of God. Hallelujah. He was isolated. He was weak. He was discouraged. He was probably dehydrated. He couldn't think for himself. He couldn't act for himself. He didn't have any emotional uh, stability. I've been there. I prayed this week. I know where some of you are at this morning. Didn't have enough uh, emotional stability. Didn't have enough uh, um, 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 ideas to figure out how to get out. You prayed. You uh, fasted. You're you're, you're wandering in the wilderness. Uh, But I need to remind you, if I get one point straight across here this morning, is that the word of God is going to help you make it out. It's the word of God that's going to be like hot medicine to those damaged emotions in your chest. It's, it's the word of God that's going to bring light to your dark place. It's the word of God that's going to, to bring confirmation. It, it, he makes the very simplistic things in life uh, and makes them come alive and come to light and to, to be able to thrive in your wilderness. The devil said, if... Thou be the Son of God. You know, the enemy, he always tries to present a question. Look at the garden when Eve was isolated. Yay, didn't God say? You see, her problem was that she knew some of the word, but she didn't know all the word. She responded, says, yeah. We may free freely eat of every tree, but of this tree we cannot eat or touch. The Lord said, you shall not eat of this tree. You see, the devil always tried to take the word, the prophecy, the promises, and try to pervert them. And that's why you must understand here today, if we are going to be collectively used as a body, we must understand how the adversary works. We must understand for our walks, our personal devotion, our personal walks and journeys in God, we must understand that, that this lion, he tries to play mind games. He'll make you believe something, make you believe a lie that it seems to be true. But we we got to not focus on the roar from the lion but we must focus on the leading of his spirit. Because if I cannot hear God in my wilderness, if I cannot even feel God in my wilderness, I, I I've got to trust in what's already written. I gotta trust that it is written, meaning that even in the worlds that we cannot see, as the word of God says, it is written. When the heavens melt and when the earth melts, uh, it's the word of God that shall be a bright and shining light, uh, and it will judge everything uh, that came against you. You better use it now while you're on earth and say, devil, it is written. Yeah. Hallelujah. Try to, to pervert what God has already spoken over your life. He'll try, try to convince you that you'll never amount to anything. That if you just, see, what, see the devil, he approached Christ and he's a coward because he approached Christ when he was at his weakest. And he approached him when he was at a low place. And that's why the Bible says he lifted him up on the very top of that temple. And when the Lord combated him yet again with the Word of God, Satan himself took him all the way up to a high, exceeding high mountain and took him and showed him all the kingdoms and showed him all the worlds and all the glory that came with those kingdoms you see the devil is he he tried to convince the God of this universe you see all that out there you can have that if you just submit yourself unto me and begin to worship me you just gotta stop sometimes even though you may be weak and you may be weary you gotta understand that that he's already lost the battle. He's already locked up forever. He's going to go to a bottomless pit. And guess what? I'm on my way to glory. So I don't even know why you're talking, devil. I don't even know why you're chirping. I don't even know why you're roaring. Because I've already won the war. You've already won it. You've already won this battle. This is not Satan's test. He's a tempter, he's, he's all of, of temptation. You know, sometimes when you go to the classroom, you take a test, it's like God is the teacher. And when you see Satan come in, and you look at him, and say, listen, I didn't see your name tag on one of these desks, you better get out. That's how you need to tell the devil. You need to just say, Satan, you don't belong in my house, you don't belong in my neighborhood, you don't belong in my family, I bind you in the name of Jesus, now get out. Come on, there needs to be some boldness in the apostolic church to say, you have had enough with me, I'm over it. By the grace of God, get out. Jesus, there's gotta be some boldness that rises up in the believer. There's got to be some ignomination. There's got to be a fire that burns on the inside of us to understand that I still have a chance to make it right. I still have a chance to live for God. I still have a chance to be powerful. I still have a chance to be anointed. I'm going to make it through this wilderness uh, because God brought me to it. He's going to bring me through it. i got to understand that the devil, he's just roaring because he's scared of your destiny. He's just chirping and creating lies and divisions uh, and accusations. Accusations, uh, but you got to be like Christ. Just ignore, ignore the accuser and he shall flee. These children were led to a wilderness. They were led to a desert. For three days they began to walk. I'm not sure how many miles. I'm not sure how hot it was. I'm not sure how weary they were. From the excitement of their deliverance, but they're brought to Mara. They're brought to a place when they begin to see waters. If we could throw that picture, that other picture up there. They were brought, they were brought and they they came to a place. This was, I believe, their perspective. This was their journey, they begin to see some hope, they begin to see uh, what seems to be a body of water, but the moment they came to the water, it was too bitter to drink. You see, that's a mirage here today. It's a nat- it's a. it's a phenomenon that begins to work when there's extreme heats and a particular light rays that work together that may put an object that seem like it is, but it's really not there. It, it seems to bend the, the, the molecules and the, and the light beams and they work together uh, to, to show something that's afar off, but it's nowhere close. That's a mirage here today. And I felt in prayer this week and this morning as some of you under the sound of my voice have been in a wilderness and every time that you see a glimpse of hope every time the preacher preaches about healing every time that there's miracles in the atmosphere come on somebody all you you come all you come to experience is yet another mirage is yet another false hope is yet another moment of disappointment These were the children of Israel. They were journeying. They were weak. They were about to die. They weren't special like we were. They're were human just like we were. We are. And they were three days without water. I can imagine dehydration was setting in. I can imagine their their, their muscles were withering away. Their bones and their knees were getting weak. They were, they were griping, complaining because all they came to is bitterness. All they came to is waters that just made life bitter. Disappointments and discouragements, failures and shames, past mistakes, Debt, grief, sorrows, tears, many tears, many tears. Hear this preacher today. Many tears did they cry they complained because they could not handle the bitterness, I'm reminded of Mary and Lazarus. I'm reminded of those ladies approaching Jesus only if you had showed up on time only if if you would have been here when he was sick when he was dying in his body but can i remind you that jesus for the glory of god and the edification of his followers he said i must go at this time and let me remind you yet again that when it's god's time it's the perfect time Come on, I know you go through the tomb every day and every week. I know you go past it, and guess what? It stinks because it's rotting every minute that goes by, every day that goes by, every week that goes by, every holiday that goes by. But you must still remember that my God still raises the dead. He can call dead things to life. He can part waters. He can make waters in the wilderness. Lift our hands right now. Come on, you just wait, Mary. You just wait, Mary. You just wait, Mama. You just wait, Daddy. When Jesus walks by, oh, when he walks by, he's going to call those dead things in your life to life. Uh, You just wait. They may be wrapped up. They may be rotten. They may stink. Uh, They may have the bitter taste. Uh, But let me tell you, the moment that the Lord speaks uh, is coming to life. Uh, The moment that you hear the word of God is going to come to life. It's coming out of the tomb. It's coming to life. There was a tree prepared. There was a tree, if the music could come, there was a tree prepared in the wa- for the waters of Mara. There, there, was, there was already in plan and in place for the people of God to thrive and to survive in the desert. There was, even though, can we throw that back up? Even though, I'm walking and I'm wandering, and the sand is unending. I keep digging, Brother Brown, I keep trying to find water. I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm weary. Oh, my brother and sister, <laughs> you gotta be reminded, it was the Spirit of God that began this journey, not you. It was the Spirit of God that took you into this wilderness. It was the Spirit of God that put you in this dry season for a purpose, not for your end and not for your destruction. I come to tell some weary saint here today, you've been in wondering and grief and wondering and sorrow, wondering and tears and pain. Just for another moment of disappointment. I've felt some of your spirits this week. (laughs) Powerful church, healing, people getting healed left and right, emotions corrected, but you're still wondering in your desert. You're still wondering why, why, why can God, why not God heal me? I'm at my wit's end. I'm confused. I I don't even know why I'm here or who I am. I've been there today. I've been there in pain, wallowed in your sorrow and in your grief and your pain. But I want to remind you there was a tree prepared for them. There was a man that felt everything you felt. There was a man that experienced everything you experienced. There was a man that was weak at one point in time. There was a man that almost threw in the towel, but he showed us the best example. I must stand on the word of God. I must stand on the promises of God. I must remember what Pastor said in my ear when he laid hands on me on a Sunday night. I must remember the prophecy and the ministry God has given me. I come to tell you, when you come through this wilderness, like Jesus came out of that wilderness, he began with the Spirit, but he ended with the Spirit and power. Yeah. Uh. Come on, you're going to have jurisdiction over things that tempted you in your desert when you come out. I'm going to remind you, if you just stand on the word of God, you're going to be more powerful than when you began. More powerful. I don't know what it's like to grieve. I don't. I can only feel things in the Holy Ghost, but I have a sure word for you here today. When you come out of that wondering, there's going to be authority that drapes over your shoulders. To gain authority, you have to overcome temptation. To gain authority, you have to go through and come out. Ah. Oh. You're not gonna depend on your own intellect, your own ability, your own strength. Finances ain't gonna fix it. The appointments you have aren't gonna fix it. The secular books ain't gonna fix it. But the Holy Ghost can. I'm trying to convince some of you here today Today's the last straw that you wander in your wilderness. Come on, things may have been bitter. There may have been disappointments, but I know what I felt in the Holy Ghost. You're going to come out with power. You're going to come out with authority. You're going to walk in dominion. They're wondering... I remember when I was wounded, I, was so fra- I remember the confusion I felt. I remember working in a factory last year. I remember confused everything about the doctrine, every, everything uh, about what I'm called to be, uh, who I am in God, if God's even existing, or what I even believe is true. I know what it's like with bitter wounds. is always followed by deception. Children of Israel, you gotta be careful what you complain about in your bitter season. You gotta be careful what you utter out of your mouth in this dry place. But can I tell you as a living testimony, as you begin to wonder, as God begins the healing process of Calvary, you come to your oasis. Can you throw that up there? It's an oasis. It's just a body of water, trees, and habitation that grows only in a small section in harsh environments. An oasis simply is an underground well or spring that is running underneath the surface. And the pressure of the water begins to push so hard and rises just enough to make that soil fertile. It's a place as you wonder and dig in your dry season and what you think is your end what you think is your destruction. Yet while everything's going on, there's a current underneath of you. If you just begin to follow that spirit and walk to where God has taken you, you're going to find, like those children of Israel found, 12 wells of living water. Jesus said, if any man thirst, come unto me and drink, and I'll give you life. He looked at a woman and said, only if you knew thou the gift of God that was before you, the water I give man, the water I give, man shall never thirst again here today. Let me turn your attention there. Bear with me here today. I feel the presence of God working on you. I feel the glory of God coming right up your alley here today. I know, I know it's hurtful. I know it's painful. I know it's discouraging. But he also said, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him well of water springing up into everlasting life I come to tell you you may be dry and depleted but your oasis of refreshment. I come to tell you the test is over today because when there's a season of tests, there's gonna be a season of refreshing. There's gonna be a refreshing that's gonna give you water that you could drink all day and all night. You won't have to cry anymore. You won't have to grieve anymore. You won't have to sorrow anymore. This altar's open. This altar's open. He said, Lord, I've been anointed to heal the bruised. I know grief is not a spiritual problem. We're taught that. But I know He still can heal it. I know anxiety and depression is not the will of God, but He still can heal it. I've been to services where people were taken off of medication. I've been to services where people were delivered in a moment, a moment, because they were just being led, blindly led, but by the Spirit. And one day, they found their paradise on earth there's no greater joy than the presence of God here this morning there's no greater love and peace than what's found in Jesus because he is that well springing up full of everlasting life this altar's open you can come you can stay there in your wilderness you could stay there in your dry place, or you could come to your oasis. Because the prophet said, forget the former things, forget the old things. Yeah, I've come to do a new thing. I will make a way in the wilderness and I will make a river in the desert. I've come to speak to every emotional distress here this morning. I've come to speak to every grief. I've come to speak to every sorrow. I've come to speak to every sleepless night. I've come to speak to every nightmare. I've come to speak to every dream. I've come to speak to the dead things in this church. Come out of the tomb! Come out of the tomb! Come on. Lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Come on, I need some saints of God to be led by the Spirit here today. Uh, if you be spiritual, restored to those that have fallen. If you be spiritual, I need you to obey the Holy Ghost here today. God doesn't want you to stay in that wilderness. He doesn't want you to stay in that desert. There is an oasis on the way. There's fresh water on the way. There's some good shade on the way. There's gonna be a season refreshing and it begins this morning.